0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Get Around After Dark. This is our week six wrap-up show of all the Friday Night Football action, and we have a lot for you tonight. I will be joined in a few moments by our very own James Cook, who's on the road tonight in Elk Rapids. It was the Elks' homecoming. They welcomed in the Glenlake Lakers for that one. Big conference implications on the line as both teams entered 2-0 in their respective league. And then I'll talk to Jake about Traverse City West's big come-from-behind win over Flint Carmen Ainsworth. And, of course, I was at Throwby Field Friday night for Traverse City Central's win over Petoskey. Quarterback Tobin Schwaneke put on a show for the Trojans. We'll get into that. We'll go over all of the other area games that we've received word on, and we'll get this show wrapped up so you can get on with your weekend it is time to welcome in James Cook, who is still on the road in Elk Rapids. He just finished filing his story for all of you to check out in tomorrow's Record Eagle or at recordeagle.com. The Lakers defeat the Elks 23 215 ruining Elk Rapids homecoming. James, thanks for checking in with us on the phone. Let's get right into it this division of the Northern Michigan Football League the leaders division has shrunk in size a little bit over the last two couple of years there's only five teams in it the elks and the lakers both came in 2 and 0 so glen lake takes the lead in this division you know what does that mean for glen lake and are they recovered from their own two start to the year albeit against very good out of conference opponents
1: yeah i mean those two the first two opponents are both ranked number 2 in their respective divisions in the last AP poll. But, uh, yeah, they've won three out of the last four. They had the hiccup on the road in the UP last week um, against Gladstone. But, uh, you know, they've won three out of the last four. They've got a the game coming up in two weeks against Charlevoix, where they'll play essentially for the league title. And that's going to be a home game, too. You know, they, they win that one, and they'll win the, the Northern Michigan Football League Leaders Division. So, I mean, things things are going pretty well. They hold their, their destiny in their own hands. They've got games against Kingsley, Charlevoix, and Grayling coming up. Um, you know, and those are, are three games that if they're playing as well as they've played the, the last few games, that, the, that they have a, a, a decent chance of winning. And Glenlake didn't
0: master this task tonight uh, without a little bit of adversity. Their star tight end, Drew Peterson, was suspended for the game. Did you know that he was going to be out of action uh, on On your way there tonight James and what type of impact did his absence have on this game for both sides
1: yeah I noticed that he was in street clothes during warm-ups and uh, you know thought maybe there was an injury or something asked around found out that uh, that he had been uh, suspended a game for a uh, roughing the quarterback penalty last week against uh, Gladstone so Jerry kind of joked about it a little bit, you know, saying that it was a little rougher than the Clay Matthews penalties, um, but, that, uh, but that it was a learning experience, and they're looking forward to having him back next week. Alright, so for Elk
0: Rapids, obviously tough to lose one at home. Uh, they've now dropped two of their last three close ones against Glen Lake Friday night, and two weeks ago against Benzie Central. They are 4-2 and two on the season. Of course, all of our area teams are looking for that magic number six win to guarantee a postseason berth the remaining three games on the schedule for Elk Rapids are Frankfurt, Harbor Springs, and Sheboygan. That's not exactly a gimme schedule. How how was Elk Rapids feeling after this loss tonight? And uh, you know, how do you see them riding the ship and, and trying to make sure that they make the postseason for the second year in a row?
1: Yeah, it's definitely not an easy road they've got. The last three games here, you know, they've got to, they got to win two out of those three to to guarantee themselves a spot. And, uh, you know, Keith Schulte after the game was saying this is one of those games that, uh, that they're going to look back at and, and say, how did we let this one slip away? Um, you know, they had just some mistakes, some crucial mistakes here and there. They had, uh, they fumbled the ball twice inside the 20 as they were going in to score. They had a, a blocked punt that uh, set up a touchdown for, for Glen Lake, uh, you know, ended up like getting the ball inside the 20 having a very short field, turned that into a touchdown. And, uh, you know, so just some, some mistakes like that, some drop passes that they usually don't have, you know, and they were never really able to get Alex Viegas going um, in the passing game. Glenn, Lake uh, really concentrated, I think, on taking him away. So that, that really kind of uh, made Gordy LaFontaine have to look to some other places. And, you know, and then there were some drops here and there, and it just didn't, it just didn't work for them this week.
0: I want to jump to that Glen Lake defense for a minute before uh, I let you go, James. I mean, Elk Rapids comes in throwing the ball all over the field, game in, game out. How exactly did the Lakers hold Gordy Lafontaine to 125 yards passing? Drops aside. Um,
1: yeah, there were some droughts, There was some, you know, and and one of those plays was like a big 30-some yard play to to Vegas where where CJ Helfrich had or Helfrich had just perfect coverage on it. I don't know how the ball got through. Um, it was on the sideline. You know, Viegas had to almost drag his feet to stay in bounds, and, and Helfrich was right there on him, and somehow he came up with that ball. And, uh, but, uh, you know, Helfrich, Charpentier was on you know in there as part of it. Uh, you know, they had a lot of, a lot of guys in the, the defensive secondary. You know, Reese Hazelton playing some in there. You know, just uh, quite a few guys that that rotated in on the defense and uh, and really helped them to pull this one out. Well, I want to leave
0: the last question kind of up to you, James. But what was just something that stood out from the game to you tonight from either side? And let's not talk
1: about the popcorn. <laughs> well, the popcorn slide for this time. But uh, yeah, there was a, in the second quarter there was a time where uh, Elk Rapids was punning from its own. Uh, Twenty-eight yard line, I believe it was. Um, the the snap sailed over Alex Viegas's head, and he had went and went back and ran back, tracked it down at the one yard line before it went into the end zone. And by the time he turned around, there was Glen Lake players on him, and uh, he made a couple of good couple of moves here and there, and was able to get back out to I don't know, between the five and ten yard line, and then get off a punt in the middle of about five Glen Lake guys (laughs) that got out out to the 45. It ended up being a 17-yard punt, but it was just an amazing play. (laughs) That's awesome. You don't
0: see a 17-yard punt that gets celebrated too often. I'm sure Keith Schulte probably wasn't overall happy about the play and probably thankful that Glen Lake did not wind up with the ball in the end zone. That's going to do it for James Cook tonight. Thanks for joining us from the road, James. We'll catch you later. Thank you to James Cook for joining us from the field. Let's get into the first few games of the evening outside of those that we attended in person. Misik, an eight-man battle against Big Rapids Crossroads. It wasn't much of a battle. Misik wins that one 73-7. Matt Bennett, eight carries, 139 yards, and three rushing scores for the Bulldogs in the big victory. The Bulldogs are now 3-3 three three on the season and 3-1 and in the West Michigan 8-man league through the first six weeks. Misick will play brethren on the road Friday. Johannesburg-Lewiston pitched a shout-out against Charlevoix. The Cardinals are now 5-1 on the year. They got three receiving touchdowns from Tyson Clays. Kevin Geringer carried 11 times for 89 yards and a score. And Brett Crandall, 11 rushes, 108 yards and a touchdown. Joburg now 5-1, Charlevoix 1-5. Joburg will travel to Harbor Springs next week while Charlevoix hosts Mancelona. Getting back to the Big North Conference, Gaylord gets a 21-12 victory over Cadillac. These two teams' records are inverse of one another. The Blue Devils recover from last week's loss to Traverse City Central and improve to 5-1 just one game out of the playoffs. Cade Foster carried the ball for 180 yards on the ground and three rushing scores. Ryan Stefanski, 106 rushing yards for the Blue Devils. For Cadillac, Tip Baker led the offense 79 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. Gaylord still in the mix in the Big North Conference at 2-1 everybody behind the titans who are two and zero, cadillac will face traverse city west next week while gaylord hosts petoskey and we did have one low scoring affair friday evening Frankfurt picks up a 10-6 win over mancelona the panthers now four and two got five receptions for 69 yards 13 carries for 58 yards and 10 tackles from connor smith jack stefinski went nine for 16 passing for 83 yards and a touchdown The Panthers' defense forced two safeties in the game as well, which ended up being the difference. Take those four points off the board and it's 6-6. We did not get any stats for Mancelona, but Frankfurt hosts Elk Rapids next week. All right, so Traverse City Central. I was at Thurlby Field Friday night as the Trojans welcomed in Petoskey, and it was uh, another chance for Central to remain slash get back on track after the Patriot game loss two weeks ago against Traverse City West. Of course, the Trojans scored a 28-0 win last week on the road at Gaylord, this being their first home game since the Patriot game. They welcomed in Petoskey, and the offense was outstanding for the Trojans. Tobin Schwanake delivered in all the ways that we're used to. You know, he had a bit of a quiet game last week against Gaylord uh, because Sam Schmidt scored four times uh, for Central, and of course, in the Patriot game, West slowed Central's offense to a crawl. So this was a little bit more of the signature performance that we're used to seeing out of Central's offense. And I talked about that in my story, which you can check out in Saturday's Record Eagle or RecordEagle.com. Schwannicky ran the ball for over a buck seventy-five. He passed the ball for over a buck fifty. Five total touchdowns, uh, two touchdowns were passes, one to Sam Schmidt, one to Trey Searles. And it just was an offensive explosion that, you know, you've kind of been waiting for from Central for for weeks rather now. I mean, even last week at Gaylord, uh, Gaylord entered that game 4-0, and maybe weren't sure exactly what to expect from a 4-0 team that had played some opponents that while not cupcakes they weren't exactly the greatest competition either Uh, so you know that 28-0 win it was a dominant one for Central but they definitely took more of a ground and pound approach in that one and tried to be physical with the Blue Devils. Tonight they had to be physical with Petoskey who brought their double wing to Thoroughby Field that did cause some problems for Central's defense. Petoskey did run the ball for better than five and a half yards a But Central buckled down when they needed to. They got big plays when they needed to. And more importantly, particularly in the past game, Central's offensive line really delivered a sterling performance, giving quarterback Tobin Schwanke all the time that he needed to deliver the ball downfield. He only threw the ball nine times, but he completed seven of them for 158 yards, as I mentioned. And the defense, you know, while Petoskey was chipping away and chipping away three four five yards at a time they limited all the big plays and had a big enough lead at 15 points at halftime i think at one point in the fourth quarter it was 36 to 14 that that style of play for potoski kind of worked to the Northmen's disadvantage because they just had to continue to run the ball and run the ball run the ball they also passed nine times but uh only for 60 yards Northman quarterback Gabe Whitmore had all three rushing touchdowns, all the short yardage variety. And this was just a big game, again, for Traverse City Central to try to keep pace for Traverse City West. Head coach Eric Sugars talked after the game how, at this point, they just control what they can, and they hope that one of their fellow Big North teams, you know, maybe Petoskey, maybe Gaylord, can trip up Traverse City West in the latter half of the season, uh, who is 2-0 in the BNC. Central's 2-1, Gaylord's now 2-1 after their victory over Cadillac. Matoski is 1-1, one and, one, and Alpina is 0-3. It certainly leaves an intriguing race to the finish in the Big North Conference. You know, We talked about it after the Patriot game. I still think that Traverse City West is by far the favorite to come out of the Big North as conference champions, but Central could certainly hope that an upset befalls the Titans and sets up a co-conference championship. So we'll see how that all unfolds over the final 3 weeks of the regular season. We've got a few more quick recaps to get to. Kingsley 5 and 1. Tim Moore continues the resuscitation of the Kingsley Stags a year after going 1 and 8. Tim Moore leaves TC West, returns to Kingsley where he won a state championship in 2005 and Friday night the Stags scored a 44-24 win over Benzie Central. Huge game from Aiden Mullen. 24 carries, 214 yards, two rushing touchdowns. He also scored two two two-point conversions. Payson Caballero, another explosive player for the Stags. Three catches for 116 yards and two receiving touchdowns. Ian Souza, a three yard receiving touchdown. He was the tight end that I drafted in our fantasy prep football draft which you can check out in episode 50 of the get around podcast that was released last tuesday that also includes a giveaway for a signed red wings andreas afanasiu puck listen to that episode learn how to win retweet that you've still got a day or two to get in on that giveaway to win the autograph puck but needless to say with ian souza's touchdown i was glad to have him on the fantasy team that i drafted quarterback tyler in seven of ten passing 138 yards three touchdown passes and the defense came up big too devin hagger an interception and alan richard three sacks and a little bit of an unfortunate turn of events here for benzie central who's now three and three after a three and one start joe wade had a very nice game for the huskies 18 to 29 passing 273 yards three passing touchdowns one rushing touchdown Darren Childs chipped in with 118 receiving yards. Tom Ross, 128 receiving yards, three touchdowns between the three of them. But unfortunately for the Huskies, they are now sitting at three and three. Now, granted, that might seem great for Benzie Central because that's more wins this year than they had in the previous five years combined, in which they had two winless seasons and three one-win seasons. However, benzy central certainly thinks they could be a playoff team this year and now they'll have to finish off the season with three straight wins to guarantee a playoff berth and that would include wins over grayling boyne city and frankfurt boyne having a little bit of a down year frankfurt even having a little bit of a down year compared to normal grayling though has won some ball games although they're sitting right around 500 But needless to say, this is not going to be an easy road for Benzie Central to get to the postseason. Maybe 5-4 does it. We will have to see as the season plays out. A few more games to get to. Sutton's Bay, another blowout victory, 54-12 over Ashley in eight-player football. Lucas Mike Sell 147 yards on the ground. Bryce Opie had two passing touchdowns despite only completing three passes. And the Norsemen are now 5-1 and one game away. From grabbing that playoff spot. McBain, 50-12 win over Manton. Manton's now 4-2. They got 73 rushing yards and a score from Isaac Raden. But the Rangers will have to look to next week at Pine River for a chance to pick up win number 5. I did forget to mention Sutton's Bay hosts defending state champion Central Lake next Friday. So that's certainly a big one to look out for. And then our last football game of the evening that we received information on, Onekama, a 28-14 win over Manistee Catholic Central, Ben Acton, 173 yards, and three touchdowns on the ground. Time to bring in my other colleague, Jake Atnip, who's been diligently working the desk, taking the phone calls, making sure Saturday's paper got put together properly into the office to talk about Traverse City West's win over Carmen Ainsworth. Jake, of course, wasn't at the game, but he did have a chance to speak with head coach Greg Vaughn after the big win. He had to be pretty darn excited about a come-from-behind road win against Flynn Carmen Ainsworth, right?
2: Well, yeah, he was really, really excited, except for having to make that three-and-a-half-hour bus ride home after after that game. They played the game at the middle school and actually had to bus from the middle school over to the high school so all the guys could shower so it wouldn't be a nice stinky bus ride home. (laughs) So he he wasn't too excited about having to uh, get one of those in, but uh, they ended up getting cleaned up and really cleaned up against Flint-Carmen Ainsworth in the fourth quarter. They only scored three points before the half, had some troubles, it was raining downstate, and they actually fumbled the center to quarterback exchange five times in the first half but they were able to overcome it and that's one thing that he said was you know they've made those mistakes over and over again over the season and they weren't able to come back from them they kind of were doomed by them before but you know he said it to me a couple of times before that they've kind of gotten used to it playing from behind and having to deal with their own turnover issues but that defense is just legit yes As like <laughs> legit i mean for the sixth straight game the entire season they've held all of their opponents under 15 points you know carmen Ainsworth only scored 13 in this game and, you know, they've been, I guess, as good as they could possibly ask for in this season. Um, the other thing was is that they got their touchdowns today from a couple different guys. Actually, their defensive lineman, uh, Kyle Withers, stepped in on the last drive. They, they, took a, they got the ball back with about four minutes in the fourth quarter, did one of their signature clock-chewing drives where they just run it up the throat almost like the T.C. Patriot game, took it all the way down when Kyle Withers Ran in a five-yard score with only 28 seconds left, so that obviously Ow. gave them a huge, huge boost. And they said that they used the big guy to kind of break through on those really short first down. That when they needed to get a first down on their runs, and he did what he had to do. But they had eight different guys run the ball, so they've been using that stable of running backs to their advantage and kind of using that hot hand approach, which is nice. But uh, Aiden Griggs had like 28 yards. Christian Boyvan, I believe, had 53, and that was, you know, that was really the top mark for any other guys it was eight different guys doing what they had to do to get it in their defense forced a couple fumbles and really uh, made some plays for them but they're able to come out on top and I know coach Greg Vaughn's pretty excited to get back to Thoroughby for only their second home game of the season
0: well that has to be an extremely demoralizing loss for Flint Carmen Ainsworth the victory for West puts them at four and two on the season they're still 2-0 and in the Big North Conference. They finish with three straight in the BNC against Cadillac, Gaylord, Petoskey. Jake, we talked about this on the podcast after the Patriot game. I think that's episode 49. You said at that point you weren't quite sold on the fact that West was going to walk away with the conference at that point. Are you sold now? After the last
2: few weeks, I mean, since the Patriot game. I mean, honestly, I can't say that I am. With their turnover issues and stuff like that, I could see something coming and just losing by a you know a tight score. Yeah, they've been able to hold their teams under fifteen points, but the most points that they've scored in a game, I believe, is twenty-one. So it's not it's not going to uh, it's not gonna quite sell me yet. They have to get rid of the mistakes before I can say they're gonna quote unquote walk away with it. You know, they are the only team that is, you know, um, that hasn't suffered a loss in the Big North Conference now. You know, Petoskey fell, Gaylord fell, Traverse City Centrals fell, they beat Alpena, so they've the Cadillac's only one in five, so they definitely have a really good shot at doing it. But I'm still not sold because of the mistakes that have been made and the, the ability to capitalize on their opportunities. They, they've been a lot better over the last three weeks, and they've definitely increased their stock in my mind to know that they should win this big north conference but i wouldn't say that it's a given at this point that's fair uh west does finish up the season its
0: last three weeks they're home against cadillac one and five vikings then home against gaylord who's now five and one and will be going for a playoff berth next weekend and and kate foster
2: went off again today he
0: did yeah and then they have to go to petoskey in week nine which is not an easy place to play Matoski gave Central some trouble tonight, and really that game might be, will be looking sort of like mere images of one another, you know, the Northmen running the double wing, West running the wing tee, not a whole lot of passing. That game will probably be over in about 90 minutes, regardless of who wins, but it's not going to be an easy road for West. I still think that they are the favorite to walk away with the BNC crown, but they do have some work to do. You are right about that, Jake. Thanks for driving by the office.
2: We'll a by i've been in
0: here all night we'll talk to you <laughs> next week well that just about does it for the get around after dark week six i do want to bring up a few things tuesday episode number 51 of the podcast is going to feature traverse city west's d sisters annika and ansi state championship golfers who are having an incredible season this year yet another incredible season i should say so make sure you check that out when the episode drops Tuesday morning. Please give it a listen. I'd also like to give away our Jimmy Johns from last week. We gave listeners to last week's episode of the Get Around After Dark, an opportunity to win two Jimmy John sandwiches by retweeting or sharing the podcast on Facebook or Twitter. And I would like to congratulate Angie Los Cicero from Lake Anne. For winning those sandwiches, we'll be sure to get in touch with her. Get those sent out in the mail. If you retweet or share this podcast, you'll be entered to win two free Jimmy John sandwiches before next week. So please do that. Share. We hope you listen. We hope more people begin to listen as well. And finally, don't forget that Andreas Athanasiu puck giveaway autographed when the Red Wings were in Traverse City for training camp. Please go back, listen to episode 50, retweet, share that podcast, let us know what you think. That episode, of course, also had our fantasy prep football draft, which was a lot of fun. We welcomed back the founder of this podcast, Brendan Queeley, went over some fun moments. It's a really great episode. Please take a listen, and thank you once again for joining us for this episode of The Get Around After Dark. Good night.